You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. morning, and welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Mio. I'm the director of the Global Mission Office, and our engineer is Mike. You are listening to WNDZ 750 AM. In this month, we are broadcasting on the third Thursday of the month from 830 to 9 AM. We are happy to have with us this morning St. Patrick uh, Father Michael Madigan, who is the society leader in the USA for the St. Patrick Missionary Society, St. Patrick's Missionary Society, also known as the St. Patrick Fathers, who are members of an international missionary society founded in 1932 that today ministers with peoples in Africa, South America, and the Caribbean. The St. Patrick Fathers seek to reveal Jesus Christ and his gospel to all peoples, but especially those whose lives are threatened by poverty, illiteracy, disease, famine, and displacement. There are more than 200 St. Patrick Fathers working on mission throughout the world to advance people's lives both spiritually and materially. Father Mick, also Father Michael Madigan, also known as Father Mick, uh, has been a frequent Mission Appeal speaker in these last few years as the Society's U.S. office is located near O'Hare Airport in Chicago. And we are pleased to introduce him and the St. Patrick Missionary Society to our listeners and to ask for his thoughts as we prepare to celebrate World Mission Sunday. So good morning, Father Mick, and welcome. Good morning, Megan, and uh, after many years of talking to you on the phone, it's nice to be able to see your face again. It's and, right. uh, and also good morning to Mike, who I've been talking to before we came on air, and indeed to all those who will be listening in. Uh, a very warm welcome to each and every one of you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's funny, um, being the one who's coordinating our summer appeals, I do talk to people on the phone. I email with people often, but I don't get to be there for all those appeal, actual messages. And so um, I don't always get to meet people face to face. So this is a sort of way of meeting one another face to face through our uh, video call. Yep. So good morning and thank you. So um, 
And, you know, so as as I mentioned, you've done mission appeals here. You're probably known in a few different parish communities here uh, in the Chicago area. I know at least um, Divine Savior in Norwich is a parish where you have uh, visited uh, and said mass just to kind of be an extra help um, and and other communities here. But um, as I mentioned, you are the society leader here in the USA. Um, So can you just tell us a little bit more about the St. Patrick Missionary Society? Yeah, the St. Patrick's Missionary Society, uh, the impetus for this came in 1924 when uh, an Irish Holy Ghost or Spirit and Bishop, uh, Bishop Shanahan, uh, came to the National Seminary in uh, Maynooth looking for volunteers to come and help them in Southeast Asia. Mm. Um, so our eventual founder, Father uh, PJ Whitney, and other priests volunteered to go with them. I suppose back then, uh, it was always a very difficult uh, task to undertake. It was a very high attrition rate. Mm-hmm. And in my own five years working in Nigeria to visit gravesides and to see that the life expectancy could sometimes only be three to six months or a year mm-hmm. before things like malaria and other diseases uh, caught hold of them. So it really was a very momentous decision uh, for a, a priest or a sister or a lay missionary to go and often with the sense when they left their family, say, in Ireland or anywhere else for that matter, mm-hmm. it may well be the last time they would see each other. Wow. So a couple of years working there, and uh, Father Whitney realized that they needed a base at home in Ireland from which to recuperate, get medical help, and so on. Mm. All of that then, St. Patrick's Missionary Society was officially launched in 1932 as the Minute Mission, the National Assembly Mission uh, from Ireland to Africa. So they were our humble beginnings. Okay. So, and, and my understanding in doing my research is that St. Patrick Fathers are diocesan, Irish diocesan priests. It, that would be our status, if you will, but we're formed into a missionary society. And um, many countries uh, throughout Europe, certainly, and I think here also, mm-hmm. um, have these different societies that while diocesan in structure, um, either for life or for a certain period of years, diocesan priests, and we have that with volunteers from Ireland over the years mm-hmm. who would uh, come and work with us for a number of years in different parts of Africa. For a short, shorter time period, but but those members who are members of the society, then this is your, your whole we're mission. We're in it for life. <laughs> right. <laughs> Aha. Okay. Okay. Now, as we're talking, uh, we're going to ask Mike to show a few uh, photos of fathers who are working currently um, around the world, I think primarily in Africa, because as I mentioned, um, the St. Patrick Fathers were on our summer mission co-op this past year in 2021, and we did our appeals virtually. So we asked uh, every group to send photos and videos and things. So here's some of the photos that you'd sent. So um, so then w- the main focus initially was in Africa of, of St. Patrick Missionary Fathers, but now it's expanded. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, well, as I say, we're mostly we're in uh, nine different countries in Africa, um, and uh, we basically uh, respond to an invitation from bishops to come in and help. And then uh, we, in the late 60s, we went to South America, to Brazil, and to the Caribbean as well. Um, so uh, in that first photograph there, you have uh, Brenda McCann and Benny Bohan who worked in uh, Kenya. Um, a lot of our work really when we go into a diocese, uh, we go into work pastorally and we go where we're assigned by a bishop. Mm-hmm. And because of the poverty and so on, uh, we have a lot of projects that we set up to meet the needs of the people. 
Uh, as you can see, there's a water project. It can be agricultural projects, mm -hmm. uh, clinics, schools. Uh, it's really about meeting those needs and empowering the people. And through that empowerment, building up the local communities yeah. uh, to be thriving and vibrant places of faith and also communities. So that yeah. people who come together, who work together, right, to solve the problems that they they approach that come up. Um, and so, how many members currently are there for the society? I think after the ordinations this year, um, we are 290. Uh, we're a former uh, superior general. I described the society as kind of a sunrise and sunset. We were until the, two, uh, the year 2000 primarily an Irish society. Mm. Um, in the places we worked, to be very remote. The church would be very new. Mm -hmm. And while young men might come looking to join us, we always encourage them to go to the diocese to build up the local church. Yeah. But by the year 2000, we opened our doors then to uh, and become a more international society. Oh, so the Irish side is getting older and retiring, whereas the, the new sprout that has come up, the African uh, side of our society, we now have 54 African priests, wow. and that's really thriving and growing, and that's our future. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, this is Martin Mulholland. He works in Zambia and Central Africa, mm -hmm. and uh, Martin is in the process there of building a local church and uh, community hall. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we can see the, the foundations, the wire uh, bases to uh, for a new building that's going to be built there. Um, that's really amazing. I don't think I realized that, that you had started to accept uh, local locations um, where the St. Patrick Fathers were ministering. Um, I feel like that's a, that is kind of a metaphor for the church in many ways, too, that, that, that we're, you know, I don't know, that, that for a time there was an understanding that Europe and maybe North America was a, was a stronghold for the Catholic Church, but now we're really realizing that, that vocations come from all over the world these days. And like you said, you, we're building up these local churches that are um, young, but have a lot of energy, have a lot of, um, of, of passion and faith, and, and are beginning to, to have their own leaders, too, who can then um, strengthen these communities. <clears throat> that certainly you know when i travel around the united states doing the mission appeals and mm -hmm. um, all dioceses now you can see there's a, a much more international mix in terms of uh, priests and volunteers uh, all the dioceses would have priests from africa and india and south america yeah. uh, so it's like a reverse mission right. maybe in the early years the missions went out from europe uh -huh. and america but now as our Church is a bit older, maybe country gets more secularized. Yeah. Then there is that reverse mission of the African church uh, and the Asian church giving back uh -huh. and coming to minister here. And it really is, in a, in a very wonderful way, the global face of, of the mission of the church. Yeah. Uh, that is not exclusively in one place, but just this great maybe intermingling and interconnection yeah. uh, with the church ministering to itself. Yeah, absolutely. It, that that we have these different stages, these different phases, parts of our journey, and and you know, change sometimes can be scary, <laughs> but it it means that we're alive. You know, it means that the church is growing and continuing to expand, which is the mission. Um, so now, just to come a little bit closer to home here, um, I mentioned that your uh, office, your base here in the USA, is here in Chicago near O'Hare Airport. 
Um, and um, you yourself have been here for some years. I know you also have another brother priest member who is local here, right? Yeah, Father Michael Moore, uh, for anyone who's Irish and listening, he's from County Offaly in Ireland, I'm from County Limerick. And um, Mike has been here for a good few years also. So yeah. uh, the society itself uh, first came to Chicago in 1968. Uh, we were originally located down in Granville near Loyola uh, University. Uh, but 10 years ago, we moved to um, out here to Cumberland Avenue near the airport. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then you've ministered here then locally with communities. Just to hear a little bit about that. What has been your experience? Uh, well, very life-giving, I must say. Uh, but right from the inception of coming here in 1968, uh, we've always had that role of ministering to the Irish, Irish-American community. Okay. And, um, and we draw a lot of our support and help from that community. And our role is mainly pastoral, you know, um, if you like, maybe in a sacramental way, uh, mm-hmm. weddings, baptisms, funerals, sure. hospital visitation, home visitation. And a very strong component part of the Irish, Irish-American community here takes the form of fundraising benefits. So maybe where someone has lost a loved one or somebody's in difficulty, and they're just a great community to come together and to put on fundraisers to raise money to help people out. So we'd be stuck in the middle of that as well. And it's all about connecting and ministering and, and I suppose, being touched together in that very practical way. Oh. And, uh, it's very rewarding, as you say. Since I came here for nine years, I've been involved with um, Divine Saviour Parish in Norwich mm-hmm. and around the corner here, Mary Mother to the Church. And I suppose increasingly now, as more and more parishes um, have less and less priests, maybe mm-hmm. one man, there's more of a, an outreach and an invitation to help out. Father Michael Moore, for example, works in uh, Holy Virgin Martyrs in Shilla Park mm. as well. Okay, so they'd know him so as well. That kind of okay, well, you know what? It's time for our break now. The time is just flying by. But we'll be back in just a moment to continue our discussion with Father Mick, uh, talking about St. Patrick Fathers and World Mission Sunday. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. In recent weeks, many people have reached out to Catholic Charities to ask what we are doing to help our Afghan brothers and sisters. They also ask how they can join us in our work. 
Current estimates suggest that 50,000 refugees are headed to our shores in the coming weeks. Based on a decade of experience in refugee resettlement, we predict that it will cost $50,000 to resettle a family of four for six months. This includes housing, food, clothing, and other urgent needs as they establish new lives in Chicago. As Jesus tells us, whatsoever you do for the least of my people, that you do unto me. Please assist us as we welcome the first 10 families. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate to our special refugee resettlement appeal or call 312-948-6087. Welcome back. To Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office, and I have with me Father Michael Madigan, USA Society Leader for the St. Patrick's Missionary Society. And the St. Patrick's Father's U.S. Office is located here in Chicago, so he is one of our kind of local missionaries. Um, so before the break, you were telling us uh, a little bit more about the society as a whole and your members and where they're currently on mission. But I'd like us to talk a little bit more about you and your own experience. Um, you mentioned briefly earlier that you had been on mission in Nigeria. But um, can you tell us, you know, did you, when you first found your vocation to be a priest, were you expecting to be a missionary priest or is this something that came later? Yeah, I'm... Um... Of course, like every priest, I grew up in a Catholic family, a Catholic culture, uh, and so the whole notion and desire to be a priest was always there, but uh, it kind of came and went, and I was working for about eight years, and then there was a point where I felt it very keenly, that uh, that call to, to enter into the priesthood, and I always understood it in terms of missionary priesthood, um, in part because my mother was a great subscriber to various and missionary societies and their magazines just come into the house every month. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the Africa magazine, which is it's the magazine for St. Patrick's Mission Society, and kind of reading those mm-hmm. stories. And I've always had a global interest anyway in other countries and cultures. Mm-hmm. So they see the two seem to kind of mesh well together. And um, yeah. so I contacted St. Patrick's Mission Society and was accepted formally. And then in 1987, um, I was ordained and for the next 25 years or so I lived and worked in different parts of Africa, uh, Zambia first, okay. in a very re- remote region along the Mozambique border. There where you saw Father Martin at the beginning building a church was an area I worked in myself, hmm. then transferred to Nigeria for a number of years to uh, these densely, densely populated slum areas and um, then Boston for two years studying and then finally to South Africa to work with um, our seminarians who mm-hmm. come there to study from around Africa to study philosophy. Okay. And uh, finally, after that, then transferred here to Chicago. So that's been my missionary journey over the last 34, 35 years. Sheesh. Wow. You know, I thought of this earlier and I forgot to ask. Uh, we ran out of time, maybe. Um, you're the St. Patrick Missionary Fathers. Is that primarily because this society was founded in Ireland or does St. Patrick have a 
particular meaning or, you know, him as a, a symbol of what it is to be a missionary? Well, it does, as far as historically, uh, St. Patrick uh, came to Ireland as a slave in the 5th century mm-hmm. and then managed to escape. And then he heard that call to go back and to establish, if you like, the church in um, Africa. Because St. Patrick is a very profound uh, person, mm-hmm. as a saying, but also, I suppose, socially and culturally. So mm-hmm. when the mission started in 1932, uh, it was quite kind of natural to put us the mission society under his protection and inspiration as he was the first great missionary for us. Sure. I mean, and it just makes me think about, you mentioned that you helped to form seminarians in South Africa, or at least those who came there. Um, And um, I just wondered if the the identity of the society as having been found in Ireland, but now you have these local uh, vocations you know, um, how does that translate for folks who are not from Ireland, I guess? Um, well, I suppose in all the countries that we were established in, uh, as we do work in parishes, uh, no more than the church at home, uh, people feel that call to, to priesthood, to sisterhood, to lay missionaries mm-hmm. in and through their local community. Yeah. And um, so it's just part, I suppose, again, of the global nature of the church. Mm-hmm. that cause, cause us in different ways to participate. We all have a different role. Yeah. And for some, that's through uh, the priesthood. And um, I know this one of your captions is um, about fundraising for seminaries. And that's very much part of our appeal also, yeah. to fund the education of these young men so that um, our mission continues also through the church locally and locally. Yeah, I mean, to, to fund the formation, education of a seminarian or religious or lay leader um, is a gift that keeps on giving. It's a gift that, that every person that that person then touches the lives that they've changed in a good way. It, it's, it just keeps expanding. It's reverberating out. So it's truly a gift that keeps giving. <laughs> Um, so just like to hear a little bit more, can you share a story or two from your time on mission, uh, something that really touched your heart uh, from those years in Africa? Um, I suppose all of my missionary uh, work, if you like, or life has been involved at a pastoral level, whether in rural areas, working in projects, or in urban areas. So my fondest memories really have always to be uh, kind of within that sense of ministering to people. But um I know when I worked in Lagos, we had this huge parish and uh, we structured the parish and the idea of the Lunkum program of small Christian communities, because you have this huge intertribal mix in all of these areas. Mm. And so that took the form, we say, of gospel sharing on a Wednesday evening, the communities would meet and read the gospel the upcoming Sunday and reflect on it and um, see where did this apply to their lives. And then we would have leadership programs. and. I think they've been some of the most, most treasured moments when you see people reading the gospel, grappling with uh, what this might mean to them personally, where it might be inviting them, and you know, responding in very practical ways in very difficult uh, situations in these cities, and you know, in terms of service or working for justice, but just in leadership as well, to just see people uh, becoming empowered and blossoming and growing, and they the great depth of faith and personal sharing that would go on. And they led to very lasting uh, friendships uh, mm-hmm. that certainly kind of encouraged me and yeah. from which I drew life 
uh, as well and faith. So they will be my fondest memories, the, the life of the people, their faith, and then the friendships of a forge out of that. And just incredibly wonderful people who make great sacrifices to serve other people. And yeah. particularly in the area of maybe justice, because there will be a lot of corruption and injustice at maybe the level of the police right. and local government and the willing for people, the willingness for people to go out there and um, to to uh, to agitate for justice mm-hmm. um, was, was, was very touching and very encouraging. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'd be my fondest memories of people. Um, wow. And, you know, to work on projects and to see how they would empower people in themselves and how that empowerment would lead people to go out then and be vibrant members of their own community. So yeah. it's all of that kind of thing of the gospel and working in the lives of people and how that in turn helps people to to grow and to, to, to nourish their own communities, you know. Wow. And then all of our priests that we African priests we do have have come out of that kind of pastoral setting that they were inspired themselves as well yeah. in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is really the church at its best, um, I think, in moments like that, right? This is where um, the people empower one another. It's not just about, well, that the missionary priest is doing all the work and that the people just follow him. No, this is really everybody coming together and sacrificing and giving of themselves uh, in different ways. And in part, in part Megan, when I go around doing mission appeals, um, you know, I suppose churches tend to be very local and we're very caught up in our own issues. But then you come and you do a mission appeal. And I know from my own experience of working throughout Africa, mm-hmm. you know, I may well be the person that goes out, but if it wasn't for the support and the prayers and the encouragement of the local Christian communities here, mm-hmm. um, we couldn't begin to do the work that we do or sustain it. So it really is a collaborative effort. It's yeah. the church ministering to itself locally and globally, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. moving out in outreach to really respond to God's um, invitation, to Jesus' invitation in the gospel, uh, to be his loving and compassionate presence yeah. in the world around us. But, it, you know, we, we're in it together, and we can't do the work we do if yeah. it wasn't the support of your office right. and the mission appeals and the support that we get. All of our people here, yeah, yeah in our local church. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what a great... Uh, um, Transition to our, our closing thoughts here on World Mission Sunday, which is this coming Sunday, October 24th, here in 2021. Um, and we encourage all our parishes and our communities here in the Archdiocese of Chicago to celebrate this day of solidarity as a special day set aside for us to be thinking about our brothers and sisters of faith um, who are also thinking about us on this day. It's not just us um, serving them in some way. We're all uh, assisting one another, like you said, church ministering to itself. So just in the last minute here, Father Mick, um, what, what's your understanding of World Mission Sunday? Um, World Mission Sunday, I think, is a, is a wonderful opportunity for us um, to just take a step back. Uh, as I said, we, we tend to live and, and think locally. Yeah. But, you know, we belong to this beautiful, diverse, vibrant world community of faith that uh, gives and shares so much. And we spoke earlier about that notion of reverse mission now where your priests and sisters come from Africa and Asia here to mm-hmm. Europe and the United States. And mm-hmm. that really is the face of what people have been supporting over the years. This is the fruit of people's generosity and prayer. Yeah. And so it's that wonderful uh, intermixing and interaction. And yeah. World Mission Sunday gives us a chance to, to stand back and to realize that you know, it's a global church, 
we can often feel discouraged here because numbers are going down and we work to reverse that. But you know, at the same time, the bigger picture is it's in God's hands and that that church is very global, vibrant, and alive. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's working at all times. Well, thank you so much, Father Mick, for joining us and for sharing your experience and love of mission. To learn more about the St. Patrick's Missionary Society, I invite my listeners to please go to their website, stpatrickfathers.org, stpatrickfathers.org. And don't forget to tune in next month for more Mission Matters Live. Thank you for listening. And remember, always be on mission. every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.